It's time for Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Hi, everybody, and welcome. It's Chrissy and Holly from Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, and we're here. It's episode number four of our brand new podcast, where we talk about everything chicken, family, fun, and more chickens. More chickens. We drink a ton. I mean, a ton of coffee. But most importantly, we hug our chickens every day. Don't forget to hug your chicken. We brew coffee from a local coffee house here in Bel Air, Maryland, Coffee Coffee. And what kind are we brewing again today? Almond Joy? (laughs) We're stuck on Almond Joy. It's actually really good. I don't like flavored coffees, but this one's really good. It's one of, I think, their best sellers is the Almond Joy. So uh, if you are local, go over, get a cup of hot coffee there or um, cold brew. It's the best. If not, they do ship. We have their website on our show notes. Yeah, they have gift baskets and stuff, so that's pretty cool. This is the week of Christmas. It is. Oh my goodness. Where I can't say where did this year go because this year has been extraordinarily interesting <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> but for us this year, the end of the year has been amazing. It has been. We've been a lot of time planning and, and getting this and now that it's a reality for us. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. So with the holidays, it's just been crazy over here. How about you guys? Yeah, we're, we're crazy. Not as crazy as you because we don't have kids. Yeah. But, you know, still running around. Like this week, I'll be shopping for things for our dinner. Yeah. Are and... your stockings hung by the chimney with care? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid to hang anything on my mantle for fear the dogs would get it. Uh, seriously, the dogs would get it down. To, where are their stockings going to go? They're not going to get stockings, but they have gifties. Oh, come on. They need stockings. <laughs> they need like long striped socks. They, I'm telling you, they would be chewed up in a matter of minutes. <laughs> they no. would be. They would be. They really would be. <laughs> they would be like, oh, I love the stocking you gave me. It tastes wonderful. Do you hang stockings for your chickens? We do not hang stockings, but I'm telling you this year... I got on there and got some hen toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet. I always give special treats on Christmas Eve. We give special treats. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, our cuckoo Morans were our babies of the year. Right. And they laid their first egg on Christmas morning. Oh, that's cute. And we were like, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> we got an egg. So they gave us a Christmas gift. So they're a pretty late laying breed then. If you got them in the spring and they didn't lay until December. I got them like April. Okay. And they didn't lay till December. My Black Jersey Giants were quite late laying, but not that late. It was crazy because at one point I was, I was like, we're not getting eggs. I mean, I knew they were hens. <laughs> I'm like, they're just going to be freeloaders forever. <laughs> but no, Christmas morning they were like, here you go. Nice. So yeah. So it's been busy, but fun. Holidays are fun. They and are. Busy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to us hanging out for New Year's. That'll be super nice. Yes. Are you going to have any family here for Christmas Eve dinner? Usually my sister-in-law, Joe's sister, mm-hmm. spends Christmas with us. Okay. And then my parents and my brother and his family. And that's about it. Yeah. We normally go out of town. Um, but for COVID reasons, we're not. So it will just be Pete and I doing our Christmas Eve dinner and hanging out for Christmas Day. Are you going to see your mom at all? I will see her from a distance. From a distance? Yeah. It's going to be one of those strange years. It is a strange year. Let's just say that. It Not has one been. of those strange years. Well, again, as you said, the, the podcast, I would say, was born out of some of the extra time. Yeah. And also the fact that there are so many new chicken keepers. Oh, immense amount. I, 
I was having a hard time finding a new coop mm -hmm. because the number of coops were gone. That's so another thing. We'll save that story for another time. But that's a funny story. Oh, yeah. The coop shopping this I year. I mean, a lot of podcast ideas came out of our video chats in the very beginning of the year yes. when we couldn't see each other. Right. And we would sit with a coffee and both have our devices looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. So we found ways to get together. We did. And, you know, so something good did come out of it. I remember eight o'clock in the morning getting a phone call from you and you're on the video and you've got this hen with a leg issue and you're like <laughs> holding her in front of your phone. Wake up, wake up. <laughs> what is wrong with her leg? Anyway. Yeah, exactly. You never know with me, but you you're never gonna know. Get but it's been 40 years, so you should be used I to it. I still don't know. I still don't know what's going to happen with you. <laughs> so anyway. So um, you want to move on to Breed Spotlight. Breed Spotlight. So this week's Breed Spotlight is another fun and interesting Mediterranean breed. Yes. The Leghorn. The Leghorn. I have one. You do? That's little Lucy Lou. Mm -hmm. And she is a cutie. And you, got, you were with her today, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, the, my overall impression of the leghorn or the mediterraneans in general is that they're not as big as i expected them to be they're really small mm -hmm. and they're compact which the good thing about that is it doesn't take as much feed but i will tell you this lucy never stops eating so i don't know <laughs> where that myth came from well they're supposed to be super active good foragers so she's always scratching for bugs and things she never stops okay so like i look for her if she were to just be laying around for any length mm -hmm. of time i knew i would know something's wrong okay but yeah, she is, she's, they're smaller. The mm -hmm. tail is more up, right, right. upright mm -hmm. versus being wider. <laughs> right. So, They're you know, slender chickens. They and are. And they all have the big comb and waddles. Huge. And like a lot of the Mediterranean breeds that may have come from the Spanish chickens, they all have the white earlobes. The white earlobes. And they're so cool. Yeah, they really are. So, leghorn. Yes. Everyone knows foghorn leghorn I'm sorry <laughs> everyone is knows foghorn leghorn everyone who's our age so I um I did lots of research I really enjoyed research on the leghorn because I didn't know that much about them yeah so anecdotally the name leghorn is supposed to be an anglicized version of Livorna Okay. which is the port, a port city in, in Italy that in English people call leghorn I should know this I'm Italian <laughs> well Livorna <laughs> So I dug a little deeper, though, because Livorna to Leghorn just didn't make sense to me. Right. So Genoa, the Genoese people, mm -hmm. Italians, actually call this city Legorno. Legorno, ah. Leghorn makes a lot more sense. And Legorno would be an excellent name for a Leghorn rooster. It would. It's very rooster sexy. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rooster sexy. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that on a podcast. <laughs> But, what's I mean, wrong with me? Can you just imagine walking across the yard like Legorno? Come here, Legorno. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do it without the accent. I'll leave that to you. Legorno. <laughs> Come get your seed. It really is a perfect brew name. I agree with you. And I mean, the bird, it does have somewhat of a bad reputation. They have a reputation for being, being skittish and flighty. Right. Right. So when, when I went in to buy feed and I'd already had three barred rock babies... And there was this one little leghorn in there. Oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. I think you called me when you left the feed store. I'm like, and said, guess who's sitting on my lap in the car? I have a leghorn. And I was like, but I've heard so many things about mm -hmm. them. You can't handle them. I'm telling you, the chicken rides in the car with me on my lap. I know she does. She's very special. She's a very special All girl. All the time. Mm -hmm. 
And she's the least thing of not flighty at all. So um, I guess you could do an experiment. If you had more leghorns, you could answer this more definitively. But um, are we going on the theory that regardless of the breed, if you handle the chicken and they're used to you. From day one. I guess what, I'm, what we're saying is you get out what you put in. Exactly. So if you handle a day old chick from day one constantly, they're gonna be used to your hands. Well, not constantly as in you never put them down, but regularly. Well, in our household, you have to walk around holding a chick in your <laughs> <Jeez>. shirt. <laughs> your, your girls are old enough to be trusted We gotta the chicks, sneak though. them in while Joe's upstairs. Oh my heavens. <laughs> did you, you didn't sneak in the last batch of chicks, did oh, you? Oh, we always do. Oh my goodness, okay. I hope he doesn't hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they lay on you, watch TV. I mean, you've got to keep that bond. It is really there. sweet. Our last chicks we handled a lot. They probably would have been sweet anyway because they're Brahmas. But you've seen them in the run with me. Yeah. They're standing on my feet. I exactly. can pick them up anytime. So, yeah. I mean, the Mediterranean breed, though, you know, like you said, you get out what you put in. Right. She is active. She is smaller. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other thing I just wanted to bring up is this is the chicken that is basically used throughout as the, through the egg laying Industrial industry. egg layer. Yeah, exactly. Do you think, do you think the fact that they, they are pretty, um, they're not big consumers of food. They're pretty efficient with their food and they're really good egg layers. Do you think that led to the fact that they the became industrialized. Yeah. Yes. So as a backyard chicken, they are going to work really, really hard for mm -hmm. you. So you just saw her. She's in the midst of going through a molt, mm -hmm. but still laying eggs. She's still laying eggs. And she didn't do a big hard molt where she's no. half naked. No, but she's definitely in spots mm -hmm. like her face. Her back, they're growing in. So she mm -hmm. is reproducing feathers. Uh -huh. So that's why I have the oyster shells, which we've talked about before, right. out there at all times for somebody like her because she still feels the need to lay an egg daily. Wow. She almost lays an egg every day. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Now, in general, they would be called a uh, warm weather chicken, heat hardy chicken. Right. Because they have the big combs and waddles. And they're smaller. So they don't have a lot of body mass. To, yeah, to mm -hmm. keep them warm. Yeah. So she is a few years old and does really well. I'm out there a lot with coating the waddle mm -hmm. and the comb and keeping her warm. Well, Maryland's not Arctic. We have some cold snaps, but right. we're not like living in the far north. And she gets in on that roosting bar in between two big sisters. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. She's like, come on, warm me up. I love it. Definitely. So she, you know, she fits right in and she's the only leghorn. So last week we were talking about a breed like the Dominique that had been so popular and was, there were good layers and they were really popular in small farms and backyard flocks and they sort of diminished after the right. second world war when the leghorn or the first world war the leghorn started becoming popular in the 1930s i read this story and i haven't found any sources for it but i read this story that in the 1930s americans begin to demand white eggs primarily okay. white eggs from grocery stores because they claimed that white eggs had a more refined taste wow which is Crazy. I've never been able to identify an, uh, no, uh, the, the breed either. of chicken by the egg that I've And eaten. we've had Americanas, we've had brown layer, we've had bust, we've of, had mm -hmm. every different color egg, and they all, an egg is an egg, it tastes the same to Right. Me. So the white eggs, and you know, the chick, the leghorn produces an egg a day, which would make sense why they would be so popular. Yeah, so. it, it does. It's also funny that the thought that a white egg tastes more refined, especially 
given the fact that the last 10 years, brown eggs have become more and more popular. Right, yes, exactly. Everyone wants the brown egg. But there's, again, no difference between the two. Brown eggs seem very wholesome and organic and farm-like. They're pretty. I mean, we all love a basket of mixed colored eggs. Exactly. That's, I mean, egg art, we always talk about that. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to see and right. to do. Yeah. So, yeah. It's beautiful. We love the egg art. It's, so seeing those eggs, and that would be crazy to me that somebody would taste a difference in right. the eggs. But, you know, so that's one of the things. At least five to six eggs a week. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. I mean, these chickens are making them in another themselves. really good, really good candidate if you're looking for a backyard flock that gives you a lot of eggs. Yeah, and that you can teach them to love you. If you're willing to work with them, you can work with them so they're calmer and they're more used to being handled. They're more used to being handled. They now, might always be a little bit on the active and flighty active. side, but. I think they're active, and if you, we do supervised free range, mm -hmm. if you do that and mm -hmm. let them get out, yeah, she goes right along with everybody else. You stays know, she, with the flock. She mm -hmm. stays exactly with the flock. I thought the interesting thing that you found was there were uh, several different colors Yes, of, this, of the Leghorn, which you instantly think Leghorn, you think white. Right. They, they, well, there's the brown, and the brown Leghorn is considered the heritage breed Leghorn, and it is on the Livestock Conservancy's list. They're cool looking. They really are. So they're on the conservation list. I want to say they're on the watch list, but I have to double check that. I mean, they have, they're not just brown. They have like oranges right. in them. And they have the white earlobes that they stick do. out. They do. They're really cool looking. Yeah, the, um, the American Poultry Association and the American Bantam Association, actually, they both recognize several other colors besides that brown and that includes the white right and no matter what color they are the breed standard says they have to have those white earlobes and if they don't that's then they're not considered no. yeah it's considered a breed fault so i found red leghorns wow which really are beautiful black-tailed red also very striking the light brown and the dark brown there's a black leghorn I can't imagine. And, right? The, there's a buff, and there's one of my personal favorites, the barred leghorn. Oh, wow. They really are beautiful. So you Especially can imagine a compact chicken with a different mm -hmm. type of tail. Right. And different color feathers would be really cool. Exactly. Um, and there's also a silver. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. The other good thing about backyard flocks is everyone has coops that hold so many chickens. This right. chicken is a little smaller. Yes. So you could potentially get an extra chicken in your coop if you have an Which would probably chicken. mean like an extra five eggs a day. Yeah, and that they're laying those eggs every day. Right. So, you know, when I give eggs away, I like to at least put two in the dozen of her eggs at uh -huh. least. And it's like, oh, you know. Do you find in your mixed egg basket that a white egg makes the blues and the browns stand out more? Everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you have a little, vari we have variations in our browns. Mm -hmm. So the white really picks it up. Yeah, I have a lot of cream layers and I have one green egg layer. And, and I have one white egg layer. She's a very light Swedish flower. And mixing those up just looks beautiful. Oh, definitely. So the white leghorn is so common. You can pretty much find it anywhere if you want to buy chicks. Yeah. So we've talked about before the mill, our local farm mm -hmm. supply store. They have them every year. They do. And most supply stores or farm are going to have the leghorn. Right. It's a, it is a very popular breed. This is the white. Yes. The brown can be a little more difficult to find. You can find it. Uh, my pet chicken has the brown leghorn. Okay. And you can also go check out their photos if you want to see how pretty that brown leghorn yeah. is. Yeah. And again, you can look up local breeders. There may be people right. that are local, you know, that are breeding locally to you. The Livestock Conservancy, their uh, breeders directory, plug in your zip code. Right. And you can see if anyone's breeding the heritage 
uh, version of the Leghorn on there. Also the Sand Hill Preservation Center. Right. They have several colors, including that red. That would be so cool. And they have um, a mille de fleur. Oh, wow. Which is a, a speckled or a spangled right. chicken. So that must be incredibly beautiful. I had zero interest in owning a Leghorn until you got Lucy. And she's, a, she's incredible. I mean, I don't want to go back to this story, but the girl rides with me to the bus stop I know. every day. I know. To the point where Sophia is like, Mom, you got to stop because my bus driver every day is like, there's a chicken on your mom's lap in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I think one day we had Sophia take a video while oh I heavens. drove and send it to you. Oh, that does you, ring a bell. I think so. To show you how much she loved it. Oh, I know you've texted me photos of her laying, uh, the Leghorn laying in the hammock with you. <laughs> That's everywhere. <laughs> so she, yes. I, I don't know if it's because she was the only one and she got all the extra attention, but I'm telling you, every one of our chickens gets an immense amount of attention. And Leghorns, I probably the white Leghorns especially, but probably because of the fact that they're so readily available and maybe a lot of chicken keepers don't want to put the time into taming them a bit. Well, because I think sometimes the reason they go is because a farmer may come in and buy 30 of them. Right. right. So if you're buying 30 chicks and you have a lot, you're not, you're, you don't have enough time as one person or four right. people to handle every single one of them. Exactly. But if you have one or two, like I went in and she was the only one, so she, she got the attention. It's entirely possible that the fact that they're used in a more industrial way than the average backyard flock member is why a lot of leghorns end up in rescue situations. It's so sad. And that's what brings us to our next our segment. Our topic of the week. Our topic of the week. Rescue chickens. Rescue chickens. And it's a perfect week to do it. I mean, it's Christmas week. Right. We so want to feel good inside. So we did some research into some chicken rescues and there are a lot and you can also do some research but there were a few now there is somebody that follows us on our instagram feed mm -hmm. funky chicken rescue which we fell in love with them yes and we did some research and there's ways you can help even her that rescue out mm -hmm. without adopting a chicken yourself right and she does more than just chickens she has right. a lot of other livestock and you can adopt one of them if you can't own chickens yourselves or you, you can, can sponsor one. or you can't fit one more chicken in your coop, yes. you can sponsor them. I think she offers six-month sponsorships. She does. She does. You have to do it at least six months. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like $15 a month. And you pay for the supplies for that chicken. To keep the chicken. And mm -hmm. you get a picture of your chicken. And you get a certificate. And, you know, you can probably you know, figure out how the chicken's doing all the time. So even if you can't physically take a chicken, mm -hmm. there's things that you can do. Sure. I know that Funky Chicken Rescue also has an auction on Facebook. They do where you can they have different things for sale right that the money goes straight to help to that rescue yeah 100 percent of the proceeds from the bids yeah. goes back into the rescue i think this one also has an amazon wish list perfect and a lot of them do so that mm -hmm. you can go right on amazon right look up their wish list purchase it it goes directly to them and you can help with the, with the rescuing of chickens and we didn't imagine the immense amount that were out there until mm -hmm. we started looking into everything. And there's right. a lot. So let's say you do want to do some rescue chickens. You want to bring some rescue chickens into your flock. So we recommend, this is just, a, this is what we would do. If we were bringing rescue chickens into our flocks, what's the first thing we would do? If you, first you have to find somebody local. Right. So we have sanctuaries.org mm -hmm. where you can put in your zip code and you can find somebody local. Or there's adopt a bird network where you can also put in your zip code. Right. And there's your local SPCA, which ours has 
chickens all the time. Always has roosters. If you'd like to do that, what I would do personally, and I know you've done this, is to quarantine a chicken right. for a few weeks to a month. Right. Before putting them in with your flock to make sure they're healthy. Yes. And, you know, like, that's the least of their worries. They're like, they're just happy to be out of the situation. Right. So I personally would quarantine a chicken if I brought it in, you know, as a yeah. rescue. But if you can do that, that is one of the best things that you can do. It, it really is. It's so worthwhile. My husband and I took in a pair of roosters back in April. They came from a neglect situation. Uh, essentially, a, a friend of our friend's managed to get these two boys and they texted us photos and I think we pretended for maybe five or ten minutes that we were not going to keep these roosters right and then we gave in and caved um, and I'm in a good position for quarantine because I have a family farm right so they stayed there for a couple of months so we were sure that's how that's the bad shape they were in that they needed to stay they did, there to get better right they had a lot of issues but also it gave me a chance to assess as, as best I could, make sure there was nothing communicable right. that I'd be bringing to my current flock. Right. Um, we only say this just because one sick chicken can take out your entire flock. They can. So it's it's very, it's, you, you have your heart in it, you want to do it, but you right. just have to make sure that everybody's safe all and the way around. All the way around. And there are some poultry diseases that you cannot see. You won't be able to diagnose those unless a bird dies and is necropsied. Right. So again, this is what we would do to keep our flock safe. That being said, there are so, and you know I'm a sucker for roosters. Yeah. There are so many roosters well, out there. Well, because you're my you rooster have. plan, that's why. <laughs> you better hope I don't get one. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I would take be like, that call Polly like, I've got a rooster that you need to take. He could probably go in the bachelor flock as long as he were reasonably gentle. There's no doubt he could probably go in there. Those two are so gentle. They're very gentle. They're also bantam crosses, so they're not super huge. No, they're so cute. Yeah, they're I mean, sweethearts. So, I mean, like, if somebody wanted to go out there and... But this is the other thing that we were saying. Like, just donating something can help. Oh, it helps the rescue enormously. They can bring in more animals or they right. can pay for vet bills. Uh, the other thing that I make sure, if I'm going to do any more rescue chickens, I make sure I have a very well-stocked first aid kit. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in the future. Yes. But... That's going to get its own episode. Oh, yeah. Definitely, because it's really important. Anything can crop up. When I when we brought those two roosters in, we checked for mites and lice, and it turns out that they both had a terrible case of scaly leg mite. Which is a good reason to keep them at the farm. Exactly, because that will spread. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you just don't want to have to deal with that with everybody. Right, and one of the roosters had a damaged eye. Oh, yeah. So I had to have him on antibiotics for several weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very rewarding to adopt I mean, I, three years ago, adopted two, our, two of our dogs right. from somebody who had died, a family a family member died, and mm -hmm. then they tried to take them to our local pound. They tried to separate them. Oh, no. And they're brothers from birth. So, you know, our little local rescue got a hold of them, and then we did. Right. So it's, it's rewarding, I'll tell you. Being able to keep bonded pairs together, like our roosters are a bonded pair. Right. Being able to keep bonded pairs together is so crucial in their happiness and their health. And they know it. They do and know And they it. give mm -hmm. back for that. And it's like, you want to, it makes you feel so good inside. Right. I would really love to take in some ex-battery hens. Yes. That can be so difficult to look at. You see some of those hens that have been kept in battery cages laying I've eggs. Seen a few stories just recently. I don't know if it's on social media. They put people like, oh, it was at McDonald's and there was a one just walking in the parking lot. 
Really? Yeah. Like on one of these uh, chicken page somewhere, a lady said she was just in the parking lot at McDonald's. That's so weird. And that she picked her up, took her home, definitely a battery hen, and it's like, what do you, I've heard, I've seen a few of these stories where people just see them walking around. There are organizations that do um, chicken rescues, for instance, in Baltimore, there's yeah. an organization called Be More Chicken. Yeah. And you can call them if there are chickens loose in the city. They try to locate the owners, but oftentimes the birds have been dumped by owners that don't want them anymore. Exactly. It's so sad. And they will quarantine them and I, I think in many cases rehome them if they can. Right. I mean, so if you're if this is something that you're interested in, if you have rescue chickens, please send some pictures to we us. We would love to see oh your my rescue goodness. chickens. Yes. And if you have any other places that are good suggestions to us, right. if you shoot them to us, we can put them up on our website. Mm -hmm. Just looking through Facebook, Instagram, every place, you can Google it and there's many places out there that need some help with rescuing. There's a, another uh, wonderful Instagram account that we follow, Rescue Lottie. Oh, yes. And she takes in uh, battery hens. Yes. And, and just does amazing work. A lot of the battery hens have damaged feet from being on wire. It's so sad. Some of them have laid eggs to the point where they're not even growing feathers anymore. Right. Because all of their nutrition Calcium. was going into egg production. Yep. And she takes them in, and she rehabilitates them, and they end up being... It's very rewarding. It is. Sometimes you have a hen that doesn't make it, which is heartbreaking, but at least in those final days, she experienced love. Exactly. So that's why we thought this would be a good subject to talk about today, Christmas week, just pouring love into these animals. We love them so much. And if you can, definitely look up some of these rescues. Even an Amazon wish list is so easy to right. do. And if you can't do that, local SPCAs always taking donations. Sophia and Ella have done where they, oh my goodness, the one year this is, I have to tell a story. They took their Easy Bake Oven outside and baked stuff from their Easy Bake Oven before I realized what they were doing. And made <laughs> these big things that went on the corner and they were selling baked goods from the Easy Bake Oven. And I'm like, we can't do this. So they were like, we want to make money for the SPCA. And Aww, I was like, okay. That's so sweet. But you should come to me first. I'll bake <laughs> real cupcakes for the neighbors. That's adorable. So we're on a corner. So, you know, if you come on this side or this side, people are coming down. Right. So we baked cupcakes and they sat out there for three days. And thanks to my wonderful neighbors, we raised $250. Really? For the SPCA. The wow. girls did. Oh, that's wonderful. So they had the luxury they we took them in there they took the cash they took pictures with them they sent them a certificate they really really love when they come in and they're gracious that's wonderful so you know just those types of stories and mm -hmm. my oldest you know sophia has a donate box outside of her bedroom for the spca nice i guess we're supposed to be putting money in them. maybe <laughs> <laughs> like it's who, Christmas, Mom and Dad. You who need is going to be coming by bit. your bedroom, dropping money Just in a in drop case, box? I suppose it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> the needy box for the SPCA, right? So if you can, so should we move on? You think one last point? I think we want to make, which is if you do uh, wonderful rescue work and you decide to take in roosters, 
it's a good idea to check your local ordinances. Oh, definitely. I forgot about that. Because you don't want to have, um, you don't want to bring in roosters and get them settled in and find out that you can't keep them. Our Main Street, you cannot have it right off Mm -hmm. of Main Street. Right. Because it's a little town. Right. But everyone outside can. So just to make sure that they are okay, we love that rooster crow, Mm -hmm. but... I can't imagine somebody not. It's such a happy sound. It makes me it makes me happy every time I hear it. And I live in Baltimore County where you're allowed to have any number of chickens and a rooster. Roosters, um, as long as you have an acre of ground. Right. But the roosters are subject to nuisance ordinances. Which is crazy. Which I think means crowing. (laughs) They're partying way too much. Right. They're crowing. What some people don't realize about roosters is that they don't just crow when the sun comes up. Because they have more rods in their eyes, they see ultraviolet light. They're protecting. They're pro- if they see right. somebody they don't know, if they see a squirrel, they're like, oh my God, that squirrel looked at me sideways. If I come home late yeah. and Ricardo Montalban hears my car, he will crow at midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's their job. They're the protector. That's what they do. When people, you know, like how so many roosters end up in a rescue is because they think they're jobless, but in right. life, their job is to protect the hens. Right. They don't give you eggs, but they give the hens protection. They do, or sometimes just love. Yeah. My Casper's not a particularly good protector, but the hens all love him. <laughs> I just keep thinking of this little head poking out of the tall grass. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm like, where are they? And then you would see, you see the tall grass and they're run like jiggle, and yes. then you see the head pop up. And I'm like, oh, there he is. He's, he played jungle hen all this year. Um, we, we should have trimmed the grass in there, but he was having such a good time. We left it, it long. It was comical. I, and Sophia and I talked about it all the way home. Like, he is the cutest thing. Like, oh my goodness. This is my Swedish flower rooster. <laughs> And his um, girl, and his wife, and his wife, and he's quite a character. And you would go look, and the grass is a little part of it was taller than them, and yeah. they would just put their head up. Oh, and they loved like, it. There they are. They loved it. <laughs> They've had the best time in there. So, guess we can move on to the next. I tried you to ready jump to the go? gun last time. Yeah, to get us all in the I stopped shopping. you, <laughs> but this time. I'm all about cracking the eggs. This is really fun um, because we're right before Christmas. We're going to do a classic Christmas dessert. Yes, which I'll never... I love me some bread pudding. (laughs) With whiskey sauce. How can you go wrong with that? You just can't. So I did a little experimentation. Generally, we do this with bourbon because yeah bourbon um but in honor of maryland there are there are a couple of new distilleries who have started doing maryland rye whiskey traditional yes exactly the company we used um so we did the maryland rye whiskey with the bread pudding sauce and it was amazing yeah oh my goodness you can't go wrong no it's a simple bread pudding it's with a custard base so it's eggs milk and sugar right your stale bread and again i have celiac disease so no gluten or dairy for me so i use gluten-free bread and i use soy milk or coconut milk instead of regular milk or cream and this is another one that everyone can make their own they can add stuff to it right raisins or whatever if you want to add raisins. no I <laughs> no i like raisins you may have raisins in your bread pudding i will not <laughs> Cinnamon. Yes, cinnamon. (laughs) Um, The traditional Maryland bread pudding has nutmeg. Yes. Which smells amazing. Which is a little spicier than cinnamon. It has a very distinct taste, but it's it's good. You miss it if it's not in there. I I remember as I had grown up, shall I say. Matured. became, Became my own woman of my house. What's nutmeg? And then everyone's like, no, no, no. You have to get actually the nut and grate it. Grate it. And, and I'm like, the I'm never going grater. back. I'm like, 
yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm going to do because yep. it's the best. It is. So learning as you go. But yes, this is a delicious recipe. That... It really is amazing. It's not that the bread pudding itself is not that difficult at all. The whiskey sauce, and we're going to put up two versions of the whiskey sauce. One is just like butter, whiskey, sugar. Right. The other is the classic whiskey sauce made with an egg. With an egg. It's a little more difficult. You have to whisk it the entire time. The sugar helps stop the egg from curdling right. while you're cooking it, and that's why you're whisking it at the same time. Again, you can leave that out, but it just makes the sauce a little richer. Exactly. You can't get wrong with an egg in it. No. It's amazing. You can't. So that is our delicious Christmas week right. indulgence. If your, if your egg does curdle, you can save the sauce. You can put it through a fine mesh strainer or a sieve. Yeah. Or if you're like my family, they'll just eat it with a curdled egg in there because <laughs> it tastes like whiskey and sugar. Exactly. <laughs> you can't go wrong. No, you can't. You can't. Okay, so now retail therapy. Now that we're boozed therapy. up. We're boozed up. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the heck? I forgot to shop for my I spent all my time wife. making bread pudding and whiskey sauce. And now what am I going to do? Okay. Oh my goodness. I can't get anything. So we're doing retail therapy. I think this is one of my favorite retail therapies. <laughs> but it's the top 10. We might have a few more in there. I yeah. don't know. Last minute chicken gifts. For the chicken lover. Right. Um, and we're also making the, these are all on Amazon. And we're making the assumption that you have Amazon Prime so you can get them in time. Yes. Or that you're ordering them before Amazon's holiday cutoff exactly. delivery. This was fun. It was fun. Research. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so we went in and we were like, because in years before, you can't get anything chicken. No. It's like a special order for everything. It, it's like crazy chicken lady heaven now. Oh my gosh. So first thing we pulled up is a tea that has a mixed flock on it. Yeah, it's super cute. And let's, let's just be like, we all have a mixed flock. There's a Brahma one there. I know. With, <laughs> with feathery legs, that's really adorable. It just reminded me of yours. Uh -huh. I was like, oh my God. So, and everything that we're basically picking is pretty inexpensive. Uh -huh. So that, you know, you don't have to worry about spending a whole lot of money. And this is something like, you know, oh my goodness, my wife would really love this. Oh, you know what? We could put one more thing on this list. What's that? The cozy coop heater. Oh, I think we have little more than oh yeah, you know, little Definitely. more than what most of these cost. But we can add that on there. I love this tea, yeah, and I think you can really get it cute. in multiple colors. I think it's no, I think it's only gray. It might be gray and white. It's sort of a heather, but it still looks great. Okay, the second thing we have are the hen earrings. They're acrylic hen earrings, like a they're super funky chicken. Oh, they're cute. All kind of bright colors. They're really, really cute. They would be amazing for the crazy chicken lady in the little black dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. They would look awesome. They would. With just, you know, focusing on them. Like the, the price black. is right for these. It's like $7.99. Under $10. Yeah. yeah. You and can't if you go have, wrong. I like all these for hostess gifts, for mm -hmm. whatever. I, always, I never like to go anywhere. What happens if you it? put them in your best friend's gift? Oh, exactly. I need them in your stocking, but you don't have your stockings hung. <laughs> okay. We picked one for a wine lover. It's a wine glass. Yes. Stemless. Life with chickens. I'm digging the stemless glasses lately. Oh yeah, they're so easy mm -hmm. to hold and really nice and big to fill with all the wine because if you love coffee usually, you love wine. <laughs> coffee in the morning, wine at night. <laughs> so I love this. This glass is a little bit more expensive. It's like a $20 glass, but you definitely, you know, 
It's got chickens on it. Yeah, that's a perfect gift for the crazy chicken lady in your life. Yeah, that with a bottle of wine. Uh-huh. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong. So we got that. And then we had, we picked a necklace that's a funky chicken necklace. This is fabulous. It's all different colors. It's what my mom would call junk jewelry in yes. the best possible way. Exactly. Again, you can dress up a plain black top with it. Yes. It would look fabulous. It would. And it's I, I actually really like this. It's not even 20 bucks. No, and it's great. Somebody who loves chickens is going to really like little color and little sparkle yes okay the next one i you actually have own. this yes because it was on my pinterest board remember we were talking about yes. this was this this week last week we i about, think it was last week talking about pinterest board so i put this charm bracelet last year on my pinterest board and it's like the the pandora type where you can add other charms to it no you can't okay. so it comes as is, but it has an egg charm. Oh yeah, you don't need to add any charms to it, yeah. it's perfect. And it says Crazy Chicken Lady. Yeah, there you go. And it's like $16, and you know what? It's really cute, it's a cute idea. Mm -hmm. It comes in its own little bag. Super fun. Yeah, super fun. Okay, now this one, you're gonna see all these links I love on this. our page so that you can actually see what we're talking about. Right. But <laughs> I thought about this for your stocking if you would hang it. <laughs> <laughs> They're chick and hen timer. For so, your what kitchen. is the little top of the egg pop off when the chick comes out <laughs> when, the, when the cake is finished? <laughs> They're so cute. They're only twelve dollars. I really like them. And they're colorful uh -huh. and they're chicks. And that would be really fun if you were baking with children too. It would be. Now, Joe tells me the kitchen timer is of no more. And I, what? I, you got timer on your phone. You got timer on. But sometimes. Timers are kind of cool. Well, what happens when you have three different things in your ovens? Joe's yelling for Alexa, timer! Uh, what timer is this timer, Alexa? Oh, Alexa, no, what no. timer is that? I like a good old-fashioned timer. This one is so cute. They're $12, mm -hmm. and they're really, really cute for baking. And then we had another t-shirt, another flock This is my favorite of the tees because the chickens on the front of this tee are in a watercolor style. I love this. And they're kind of facing all different directions. And it says, love your flock. And they're simple. I love the simple tees like this mm -hmm. because I like wearing them. Um, it's got something on the front. I can wear with a black sweater. You can dress it. it up a bit. It also has a V-neck. Yeah. And I, I don't like a really high neck on my t-shirts. I t -shirts. look better with a V-neck. With a V, I agree. I feel like the mm -hmm. women's cut. So we have that on there too. Oh, we forgot about one. We did? Yeah, the muck boots. Oh, yeah, What's with the chickens two? on them. I own these boots. Uh huh. I love them. But we put it, they're a little more expensive, but not, they're under $40. Right. And if you have somebody like a wife, a girlfriend, a daughter that's always out with their chickens, mm -hmm. they need muck boots. Right. So if you know a size, you can order they're the sloggers. They're really nicely made. I own this one. Uh huh. I actually wear it out sometimes when it's raining. Well, they're cute enough that you can get away with that. I, yeah. Yeah. So when we go out, I'll probably tomorrow. I'll probably wear them. <laughs> so this is your favorite. Chicken socks. <laughs> I will wear chicken socks every day if I could. I brought you a pack pair of chicken socks mm -hmm. in North Carolina. I get compliments on them all the time, which surprises me because I'm like, where are people looking at my feet? <laughs> They're like, you've got chickens on your feet. I do. So this is a double pair pack for 15 bucks. Not bad. No, and you could split it up, give two chicken friends. There you go. Each a pair of socks. <laughs> or you can give one person 
one pair and you keep the other pair for yourself. Yeah, exactly. The last thing we're going to end on is what you were talking about. The Cozy Cupeter. Yeah, that was a little more expensive and still not, I think it was under 50. It is under 50. I want to say it's in the 30 Or 47, range. I think, something like that. that okay. Um, me, it will be in our show notes. Yeah, it will definitely be in our show notes. All these links if you want to go check it out. The other thing we didn't mention I just saw was our the wind chime. The rooster wind chime. That's yeah. really cute. And it's cute because usually we have one, but we have trees around our runs and uh-huh. our coops, so we hang them. But anywhere, you could even hang them on the Christmas tree. You could. It, it would, would look really, really cute. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the Cozy Coop, Peter, that's the one we were saying that's supposed to be really safe. Yes. And what chicken lady wouldn't want to keep her chickens warm? Exactly. It's not something you need to use all the time, but it's good to have in reserve if there's going to be a cold snap and you have silkies or bantams or roosters with huge combs and waddles that you're afraid of frostbite. So this is what we did. We went and found something that would be cute Mm -hmm. um, that we thought that you guys would all like also. If you have any ideas that we don't have out there, Shoot them to us. We'd love to hear them. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's last minute shopping. Right. Let's put that out there. We'd also love to see pictures of your bread pudding. Oh, yeah. All the recipes or if you have other variations. And again, anyone who has rescue chickens of any type, we would love to hear about you. Oh, yeah. Send us pictures. I'm telling you, I could look at chicken pictures all day long. Me too. I kind of do. I mean, that's what I like to do. So... I don't know. It's, I can't believe Christmas is the end of this week. Well, at least we'll see each other next week after this. So We will, and that's going to be the end of 2020. So why don't you tell everybody how we're ending 2020? Okay. Our New Year's Eve episode is going to be a lot of fun. It's about chicken and booze. Not chickens drinking booze. No, us drinking booze. <laughs> right. And all With chickens of, on it and everything ch- else. Right, chicken-themed booze. Um, our recipe will be a flourless chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Our breed spotlight is the Swedish flower. Which you have a lot of experience I, with. I do have plenty of that. Um, and our main topic is... Is we're going to be setting up some safe free-ranging ideas. Oh, great. That's wonderful. So just to get out there with your chickens. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to be talking about free-ranging and when and how we do it uh-huh. in the winter. So just pretty cool. Okay. But we hope everybody has a happy, safe, and being well holiday. Be well. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you next week. But for Christmas, you should definitely give your chicken an even bigger hug. (laughs) (laughs) So don't forget. Hug your chickens every day, especially on Christmas. Don't forget. Don't forget. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Happy holidays. If you'd like to see more from us, follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. To send us comments, feedback, suggestion, or questions, email us directly Chrissy and Holly at coffeewiththechickenladies.com. Thanks for listening.